Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Master. And here we are for Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. Today's May 14th, 2008. And we've got a great show today put together. Uh, where you can be the master of your domain. We've got Ross Rader of Two Cows joining us, a uh, good friend and uh, longtime participant in the domain name industry. He's the uh, director of retail services at Two Cows, and he's also a board of directors member at SIRA, uh, uh, which is the .ca registry. And a uh, long time history with uh, ICANN Process. Uh, so when we come back from the break, we'll have uh, online Ross Rader of Two Cows. I'm looking forward to a great interview today on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for joining us so you can be the master of your domain. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Welcome back to our coverage of the 17th Annual Golf Invitational, brought to you by SureHits.com. When looking for the right ad network, there seem to be unlimited choices. Go with the only network that targets the insurance industry, SureHits.com. Let's head down to the fairway. Here we are at the 18th hole. Odd choice for Ken Mitchum to not go with SureHits.com here. I mean, they are the only ad network that targets the insurance industry. Definitely a strange choice to not pick the best option for publishers in the finest category, but, oh, here's a swing. Oh, look out, folks. Terrible slice into the woods. Jeff Burns now stepping up to the fairway. And it looks like he's already chosen SureHits.com. Clearly the best choice since they pay more for quality traffic. And the swing. Oh, my. He crushes it. When getting ready to make your drive, go with a sure thing. SureHits.com. For insurance, it's SureHits. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. 
Adapt.sem not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt.sem can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more. I see you're working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM and... They will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. This is Rainmaker. As I told everyone, you know, we got you a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, you're happy with this guy. He massages me. Yeah. I like that. Her shoulders. Yes. Not my, yes, not my JJ. <laughs> according, to, according to Oprah. <laughs> New JJ rubbing. <laughs> Jesus. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes! Master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello, this is Jonathan Frakes. I'm filling in for Monty Khan this week on Domain Masters. And we've got a very exciting show today. I'm very pleased to announce that we've got uh, Ross Rader, a longtime uh, internet uh, user, a longtime internet proponent, and uh, he's uh, the director of retail services at Two Cows. He's also uh, a board of directors member at uh, the CIRA, the CIRA, which is the the registry for uh, .ca. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some interesting. Uh, sort of things to be expecting this year. Ross, are you on the line? I'm here, Jonathan. How are you tonight? I am great. Thank you so much for being a guest this week. We're very honored to have you. It's a big privilege. Hey, uh, before we we start talking about uh, what uh, all the different things we can talk about with ICANN and the new top-level domains, I just wanted to you know personally tell you that there was something that attracted uh, me to having you on this week, which is this fantastic... Uh, philanthropic work you're doing with uh, this cycle ride from coast to coast in Canada. I, I'm, it's impressive, and uh, I wanted to give you a chance to tell people about it and maybe where they might be able to take a look at what you're doing and contribute. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, uh, certainly, it's a pretty exciting um, uh, quote-unquote project for me. Uh, we'll be riding across Canada. There's 50 of us, actually, that are going to be doing this trip, supported by um, somewhere to the order of 20 volunteers. Uh, we have six tractor trailers, four RVs, uh, a fleet of um, uh, support vehicles. And uh, uh, really, we're just going to be making a dash to get across Canada, uh, you know, the second largest country in the world, as quickly as we can. Uh, we've, the schedule that we've worked out right now is about 19 days. Uh, and we're doing this to support uh, childhood cancer charities. 
uh, within uh, with, within Canada. Um, uh, you know, really, it's, uh, it's it's always been a charity that's been near and dear to me. So when I had first uh, come across the opportunity to uh, to make the trip, I uh, I jumped at it. Uh, so certainly, uh, we can definitely use uh, as much support on this uh, endeavor as we can, whether it be with uh, volunteers to help us out, um, uh, people that want to ride along with us, uh, and of course, cash is always always great. Um, uh, and a donation can be made at my webpage, of course. Well, I, I checked it out. It's uh, 15 clicks for those of you who aren't going to hop on a bike. I, I myself contributed, and I'd encourage people to. Um, so, but l- tell me what uh, what are you thinking wanting to ride your bike across Canada in 19 days? Well, uh, it's uh, it is a little bit crazy. Um, I'm not sure that rational thought really entered into it, but. Um, uh, what motivates me is really just the opportunity to help some children out that uh, that, that uh, really desperately need some uh, reprieve, reprieve from what's a, a really terrible disease. Um, you know, I've lost family to cancer. Fortunately, um, everybody I've lost uh, has been uh, of age, if you will. Uh, and as terrible as the disease is as an adult, um, it's just that much worse as a child because there's 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 the innocence there that uh, uh, that gets affected. Uh, so if I can somehow make their lives a little bit better, send them to camp for a week or two, or uh, or, or somehow get them some better treatments, uh, or hopefully someday cure this disease, then uh, then I'm going to jump all over it. And uh, certainly so far, the support from uh, uh, the internet community—I've been doing most of my fundraising online—has uh, just been outstanding. Um, I'm about a third of the way to my fundraising goal now, which means uh, I'm just uh, just shy of about twenty-five thousand dollars in donations. That's that's excellent. I'm I'm telling you, uh, and you know I've sponsored you in the past. You've certainly done smaller rides, but this is a very large undertaking. So that's um, that's awesome. Now, how will this ride work? Um, it's a pretty uh, logistically. It's a nightmare. Uh, we have something like sixty-five different trip segments, and really at, at, at its core, we split up our fifty riders into three different um, uh, teams. Uh, so for the first little bit of the ride through the hilly parts across the Rocky Mountains, uh, we're going to be riding 24 hours a day, um, uh, four hours at a time. So each team will ride for four hours, uh, meet up with the next team, which would then continue on with the journey. And that will just give us all an opportunity to uh, to rest to rest a little bit and uh, replenish food and get some sleep and that sort of a thing. When we get to the flatter parts of the country, um, we actually start riding every single inch of the way. We get rid of the relay and just uh, we ride for two, three hundred kilometers at a time. That'll take us all day, and uh, we stop, we sleep a little bit, and start it back six o'clock the next morning. Um, uh, you know, with the uh, with the support vehicles, it'll be a lot easier. You know, all of our food will be handed to us out of the, uh, the window of a passing car. Um, uh, the um, uh, uh, you know, all the volunteers will be taking care of our laundry and sleeping accommodations and all of that along the way. Uh, and really just kind of going to help us focus on, on, on doing the ride and making sure that we get to our, um, our uh, demarcation points where we'll be doing various uh, charity events. Uh, in some cities, we'll be having uh, local rides that will take us throughout the town. Uh, in other uh, cities, we'll be actually visiting uh, cancer hospitals and, and uh, meeting with, uh, with, with patients. Uh, so, you know, all in all, it's just, it's a huge undertaking. Uh, I'm just incredibly, um, uh, nervous sick about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd, I'd imagine, well, you know, again, on behalf of, uh, you know, all the kids who are going to help out with this and all the people who are doing cancer research and, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously, uh, something very important. It's, uh, you know, thank you 
on behalf of everyone you're going to be helping with this. Um, it's very generous of you to donate your time. Well, it's my pleasure. Um, it's a great how, cause. How can the listeners uh, who are, um, you know, hearing this, how can they help, uh, you know, maybe donate or support you? The, the best way to, uh, to donate is to, um, to visit our online um, uh, donation tool. Uh, that'll allow you to make a donation via credit card. Um, uh, and just point your web browser at 2008.snkcr.com slash ross, R-O-S-S, slash donate.html. Uh, and if that wasn't clear enough, just send me an email to ross at twocows.com, and I'll point you in the right direction. And certainly if you uh, have any interest in joining us at some point, uh, cheering us on, um, uh, or even volunteering, uh, send me an email, and I'll make sure you get in touch with the right people. Excellent. Well, and we do have a lot of reader, listeners and, uh, and fans of the show that uh, listen uh, up in Canada. It's obviously a very large country, and there's a lot of very innovative demeanors in Canada. So um, that, that may be that you hear from some of the folks. Definitely a great, great group of people that I've met uh, in the Canadian uh, demeanor community. It's, well, so uh, it's almost where the industry started up here. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the next kind of area, I, I mean, you, you know, the hardest part about having somebody with your experience and uh, uh, tenure in the industry is to figure out where the heck to start uh, to, so to talk about, about subjects. On, yeah, I was I was definitely thinking about that on my drive home tonight. It was um, um, interesting. It's kind of replaying some of the stories in my head like registering my first domain back in 1993 or 1994 for a customer. It was just like, you know, where, where do you start? It's a great question. Well, so, so that's you, a good question. So though. usually uh, one, of the, one of the questions we start with is, uh, you know, how long have you been uh, working with domains? And it sounds I, uh, like you answered I, that. You said 93? 93 was my, my, the first time I had to get my feet wet. I was working at an ISP. Um, two cows used to be an ISP back in the day. Um, uh, and a customer called me up, said, I need some web space, and I wanted domain registration. And we hadn't really sold either before, but I knew I could figure it out. So I, uh, I did some research, figured out what, uh, what Intranic was all about and what Network Solutions was all about, and figured out how to set up some storage space on a web server form, and uh, figured out a price. And uh, I registered uh, three domain names for him and gave him five megs of hosting, and set him up with DNS service for twenty five hundred dollars. Wow! Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what this stuff was worth back then. Uh, but one of the domains was awesome too. It was punk dot com. Um, I checked into it not too long ago, and he let it lapse at some point. So, so he uh, probably didn't uh, uh, profit from it. Well, unfortunately, the case. But I, I have noticed in some preliminary research, uh, I think Two Cows has one of the earliest, uh, I think one of the top three earliest .com domains. I think it's think.com uh, under management there. You certainly have a great uh, great set of customers, et cetera. Um, yeah, yeah. We've, we've been building the business as, um, uh, we originally built the business as resellers for network solutions. Um, so, you know, we've, I'm, I'm certain we have customers that would go back as far as 95, 96. And then you can't kind of uh, customers that transfer in through our current open SRS business. And, yeah, so it's not surprising to hear that uh, we've got some really old names in there. 
Well, and part of my exposure to, to getting the opportunity to meet with you and work with you on uh, some of the improvement things that we're doing, obviously you're a board of director member with CIRA and you've been involved with ICANN. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with ICANN, what we can expect this year, some of the things that are going on in current events? Yeah, sure. I've been, um, I've been taking a little bit of a um, uh, uh, vacation from ICANN. Anybody that's involved with ICANN will, uh, will know what I'm talking about, the need to take a vacation from time to time. Uh, certainly, uh, it's not something I can walk away from, though. So it's, uh, uh, it's interesting to take a more observational view of what's going on over there. Uh, certainly, um, uh, you know, the, the Who Is discussion, that's kind of an ongoing, endless uh, debate between the privacy advocates and the intellectual property lawyers and the big business interests. I'm not certain that um, uh, that, that issue will ever be resolved. Um, it's certainly now been going on for, what, seven, eight years of, uh, of back-and-forth policy ping-pong. So, you know, I wouldn't count on... Uh, I, I'm not going to make any further bets on that issue closing off in my lifetime. Uh, one of the more interesting... Uh, issues that has popped up recently within the GNSO, with the, which is the policy uh, body of ICANN that uh, deals with generic top-level domains versus country codes, um, uh, is their recent uh, move towards taking a look at the issues of front-running and uh, fast-lux. Um, uh, of course, front-running is when uh, a registrar or a reseller um, uh, Takes advantage of the search in for the domain search information for the purpose of warehousing domains uh, on behalf of customers, uh, or not on behalf of customers, but uh, kind of um, uh, in opposition to their customers. So they're almost basically stealing domains from the customers by uh, by registering them for themselves. Um, so it's really good to see the GNSO kind of uh, picking that up. It's a meaty subject. Uh, there's certainly some debate as to how prevalent. Uh, the activity is and whether it merits the attention of the GNSO, but I think that uh, at the very least, it's uh, it's a set of questions that we should give a little bit of airtime to at the very least. Uh, and FastLux is a, is another interesting one that the GNSO is looking at. Certainly, the um, uh, traditional operation of a DNS server isn't really something um, uh, that falls within ICANN's policy mandate. Uh, you don't need a license to run a DNS server, as as, uh, as I'm sure all of your listeners know. Um, so it's interesting to see them pick up this set of issues because it's really um, they're really geared their discussions around looking at best practices for um, uh, DNS operators, uh, which is um, uh, all I can say is it, it's interesting. You know, I don't know where this discussion is going to go. So it's definitely something that uh, uh, that I'll be keeping an eye on. Um, and then, kind of, uh, you know, there's some um, internal stuff going on, which is. Um, uh, perhaps only interesting to those inside the room. Uh, one of the issues is uh, reform of the uh, of the generic top level domain um, uh, supporting organization uh, that I was talking about earlier. They're looking at how to best um, organize themselves or reorganize themselves to uh, better support the interests of a broader range of stakeholders. Um, a cynic would suggest that it's uh, uh, just another way of handing out uh, fewer votes to fewer people. Uh, but we'll see where it ends up. Uh, and then, of course, uh, another uh, another internal issue is whether or not uh, the GNSO should start funding um, uh, travel costs for lobbyists. Um, uh, that's sort of one that's always stuck in my craw a little bit because it uh, it means that registrants are in effect paying for um, 
for people to go to the meetings and speak against their interests. So, you know, it's uh, it's definitely one that I'll always speak out on. Um, uh, so that's uh, that's really um, uh, you know kind of what's big at ICANN. How how many of these meetings have you been to? Uh, just out of curiosity, I think there's been oh. something like thirty one or thirty two. Yeah, Jonathan, it's easier for me to tell you how many I've missed. I honestly don't know. I don't know. There's been very few that I missed. I think the last time, um, uh, the last time I missed, the, well, India was. I did miss the India meeting recently. So, but I would probably say at least twenty-five. I've been to. Wow. Wow. They've well, that's that's definitely a lot. Just like one non non-stop meeting, I think. Okay. Um, well, so you've got we've got a quite a privilege here because you're. Uh, your involvement with CIRA, and I understand there's some interesting things going on there. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what, what we might be seeing in uh, .ca uh, this year? Yeah, certainly. Um, uh, you, one, of the, one of the more exciting developments is, um, um, is just kind of a, um, you know, the, uh, the fresh talent uh, that CIRA has recently uh, brought on board. Um, uh, with the new CEO coming in, there's, uh, there's a lot of new uh, and uh, really exciting perspective that's being brought to uh, some of the more um, traditional problems that have faced the, the, the .ca namespace. You know, things related to, for instance, the complexity of verifying um, uh, national citizenship. Um, you know, so I really, really have a lot of um, uh, hope that um, that the fresh perspective and the new blood and the fresh air in the room will really, really start to you know, manifests itself for a way um, simpler and easier product for uh, for registrants to latch onto. Um, you won't have this um, uh, kind of endless bureaucracy that you've got to go through now to get a .ca name, which would be, uh, I think, would just be great for the entire entire industry, whether it be supply side or the buy side. Um, uh, so, are you suggesting are you suggesting that it might open up to where it's not strictly limited to uh, Canadians at some point? I wouldn't go that far. I think um, the Canadianness of .ca is uh, goes right to the heart of the mandate that we've received from uh, the Canadian public. Um, you know, we've taken many consultations on that um, on that particular subject, and I don't think there's a real drive towards that. Um, uh, I'm just um, I'm more kind of telegraphing that I believe that the uh, the new management would just streamline a lot of the. Um, um, the, the registration operations around it, whether it be as a registrar interfacing with the registry or as a potential registrant trying to buy a name. Uh, for instance, to give you an example, uh, when you are asked to identify your status as a Canadian, uh, one would think there's really two or three options. For instance, you're an individual, you're a company, uh, you know, and probably a few variations on that thing. Uh, we have 14 different options. One of them is the Queen. Right. You know, there's only one person in the world that can answer that question affirmatively, but we ask every single registrant if they're the queen. You know, so there's things in there, uh, easy things in there that we can pull out and just make for a, a way simpler product for everybody to latch onto. But you know, to answer your original question, no, I don't think the um, uh, the Canadian requirements are going to be going in the way anytime soon. Okay. Well, and there's some changes going on with who is, I understand. I don't know if you can talk about that because you're on the board of directors, but uh, can you tell us anything about that? Or um, Yeah, changes are, are coming for who is. Um, um, uh, the, um, uh, the, 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 you know, in a nutshell, the, a lot of uh, the information that's currently just out in the wild publicly is going to be pulled back a bit. 
um, uh, you know, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see that policy implemented in June. Okay, and, and as I understand, there was a recent uh, sort of a milestone that the Canadian Registry hit. Um, yeah, we're in the big it? leagues now. Uh, .ca just recently registered its one millionth name um, back uh, towards the, was it the end of April, I believe? Everything's just a blur now. I spent too much time on the bike and not enough time with my calendar. Um, uh, so we crossed the threshold over into the one million names territory, and uh, you know, big celebration. Everybody's, uh, everybody's quite pleased with the progress we're making. It's uh, it's certainly been a huge uh, a huge growth story, uh, you know. With Canadians, uh, .ca is uh, is a stronger preference than .com is, uh, you know. So it's uh, it's nice to see that momentum continuing and building. Well, I certainly watch uh, you know CA. I'm a big fan of the hockey's, and the the lady is uh, you know occasionally watches the uh, figure skating, and um, you know of course there's curling and some of the other. Uh, uh, Sports that we uh, we get to import, uh, I guess a lot of. Like basketball and I, and I notice, I notice in these sports arenas that the uh, URLs that are posted are typically a .ca. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, or advertising on the TV. You know, you'll see a lot of use of .ca. Certainly, .com is still everywhere, and it is the gold standard when it comes to um, uh, commercial operations uh, and domain names. Um, but we're not shy about using our .ca up here. You know, certainly um, uh, a much uh, uh, orders of magnitude stronger brand than .us is, for instance. Well, I won't split hairs with you on that one because I'm a very patriotic man. But uh, <laughs> the it sounds like you are too. Let's agree to agree and disagree at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so for for uh, speaking of top level domains, though. Uh, what's your take on the new top-level domain process? I think there's a lot of listeners who are kind of key to that. Um, oh, it's such oh, you know, that's you know, that's definitely something that's going on. I can I should, I'm surprised that I'd forgotten all about that. You know, it's um, this. We will see a process of allocation uh, that you will be able to tell from a mile away that um, um, uh, it was designed by a committee. It is um, complicated, um, probably not the most optimal solution, uh, you know, and I only hope at the end of it that the result is okay. Um, I don't think we're going to see uh, a great result, but I think the, we've got a fighting chance of making the results okay. There's just stuff in there that doesn't make a lot of sense, a lot of subjectivity, a lot of um, uh, uh, concessions that, you know, in my opinion, don't really need to be made in today's day and age. Uh, but I think at the end of it, um, we may be in a place over the next two to three years where uh, people with unique ideas about how a domain or how a top-level domain should be used will actually be able to um, get one and deploy it uh, within the DNS and, and make use of it, uh, whether that be a commercial enterprise or not-for-profit or individual. Um, uh, you know, really remains to be seen based on the rules that uh, that come out. But my hope is that uh, that we really are in a place where we can let a thousand flowers bloom. Uh, that's uh, you know the optimistic view. I'm not sure if we'll get the thousand flowers, but uh, you know, a couple dozen wouldn't be bad either. So, what do you think is going to be the control gate, though, on the number of TLDs that come out? You know, that's uh, you're asking me to read the political tea leaves there. Um, uh, there may be any um, number of functions that get 
set forth as the gating mechanism. Um, but really what it comes down to is what is the political landscape at that point in time. Um, certainly, for example, in the last round, the, um, uh, the U.S. political landscape was really instrumental in um, uh, uh, moving that along. Uh, you know, with the Democratic White House, it was just, um, uh, uh, you know, very, uh, very progressive. Um, you know, we've seen that tightened up a little bit. Uh, you know, the current administration is just a little bit, a uh, little bit tighter around those things. Um, uh, certainly, um, uh, you know, the application price is also going to uh, come into play. Uh, the lower uh, uh, fees are, uh, you know, the more application fees we're going to see, or the more applications we're going to see. Uh, if it's going to cost a million dollars just to see if you can get one, you may not get as many as you would if it was $10,000 or $50,000 like the last few rounds were. You know, so we'll see. Um, you know, some would submit that, you know, a higher application fee would uh, kind of act as some sort of quality control mechanism. Um, I, I just don't, uh, I don't believe that. I think um, a lot of smart ideas have come up, have come from people with not a lot of money. Uh, and I'd really like to see those smart ideas get the best possible uh, chance at succeeding in the market. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. Um so, so Ross, um, I mean, that's good feedback, and I think uh, that's my gauge too. Is that the number of strings we'll see is uh, going to be sort of uh, negatively uh, ad- uh, impacted by how high the fees are? So, mm-hmm. um, I completely agree with you. If it's low low number of fees, we'll probably see a lot of applications from a lot of people. If it's if it's smaller, then certainly, um, you know, that's that's not the case. Um, it, we'll see tons. If it's a you know ten thousand dollar application fee, we'll probably see just tons and tons of strings, and so that that brings me into another part, which it sounds like there's a, a stage where uh, the people who are doing the review are going to look at the collisions of strings. Like let's say fifteen different people put in for dot wood. Uh, um, to use a non-controversial example, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, you know this is where the process is um, a suboptimal. This, these are the concessions that I was I was uh, referring to earlier. Um, I believe that there is really one or two efficient allocation mechanisms. Uh, certainly an application process, a review process, that, which is essentially a beauty contest, isn't one of those efficient allocation mechanisms. What we're really talking about here, Jonathan, is, um, is carving up uh, what, in my opinion, is, is, is a, a public resource. Um, we're allocating slices of that resource for, uh, for private use in, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, a lot of those private users are commercial users, and they stand to make uh, windfall profits from this. Uh, just like public spectrum, it's my opinion that the only efficient mechanism is some sort of an auction that forces those private users um, to uh, pay what they believe their business model will support in exchange for a license to that resource. Uh, in this case, we're talking about top-level domains, of course. Um, uh, you know, so going through a, um, a beauty contest, which has a challenge process in it, with a fixed application fee, what it really means is that the Internet users are being sold short on this deal. Um, their prices aren't going to go down as a result of it. They're going to have to continue to pay their $6 this year, $7 next year, increasing for seven of the next 15 years until a domain name is back to $35. Um, that's no way of, of um, uh, running a um, uh, uh, this resource, in my opinion. So I, I, I 
you know, you want to get me going, I think I can is, is about to make uh, a fairly big mistake. I think there's a bit of a giveaway going on here. Uh, I would love to see us move to auctions. I think the person left the barn, and it's just not going to happen. But, um, you, you know, as far as my opinion on the challenge stage, it's just another uh, bad artifact of what is essentially a flawed process. Sure. Well, it's uh, definitely been an evolution, and certainly a lot of people putting a lot of effort behind uh, turning it into something that uh, will hopefully scale for everyone. But yeah, yeah I'm sure I, there's going to be I, some. I... Go ahead. Oh, I was just I was just going to uh, say, uh, you know, I really hope that you're right with that. Uh, certainly, there's been a lot of hours put into this. Um, you know, I always worry if there's enough people involved in ICANN to actually make good decisions around things like this. Certainly, we've heard a lot from registrars on this. Certainly, we've heard a lot from the registries on this. The business community has weighed in. Um, you know, but it's a big Internet, right? And it's just not a big ICANN. I, I think the, uh, at times the um, uh, stakeholder involvement within ICANN is fairly thin. The subject matter is very dry and very thick. Uh, so it's not exactly exciting and interesting for the casual observer. Um, so, I, you know, I'm, I really hope that this isn't yet another one of those decisions that just kind of gets made by the special interests and slips by at the expense of the public. Well, I'm, I'm grateful you haven't uh, gone and found softer walls to beat your head against than, uh, you know, staying involved with the ICANN process, because I've certainly seen you do a lot of good <laughs> contributions. Uh, now, uh, the next ICANN meeting, for those who want to participate, is in Paris, France. Paris, uh, I think at next the uh, end of June, yes, that's right. And uh, you'll be in great shape for this, obviously. Are, you, are you going to attend the, uh, after your ride, you'll be in great shape? Um, I was going to say, that's right. My ride ends on uh, June 20th. Uh, I've got a two-day recovery turnaround, and then I have to hop on an overnight to Paris for the ICANN meeting. So I may a little be a little bit bleary-eyed by the time I get there. Well, and uh, so that means you're going to miss the Domainer meeting, which is the 19th and 20th in Paris at the same location. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it would have been nice to see you there. Uh, well... Let me ask you uh, just uh, one more question. Um, one of the people in the chat room asked about the TBR uh, for .ca. Can you tell us a little bit about that and the uh, and how that works and how people can participate in the TBR under .ca? Yeah, the, you know the TBR is um, as TBR stands for to be released. Um, so it's think of it as the drop for for .ca. Um, you, you know, right now, just like the .com drop, it's a registrar game. Uh, so you've got to participate through a registrar. Um, uh, certainly, uh, there's a number of registrars, uh, you know, that'll help you um, participate in it. Um, you know, as a, a, a user, uh, you know, speaking as a user, not as a uh, an insider, you know, I, I think that there may be a better way to organize um, the .ca TBR. I think there's a, a more efficient and more... Um, um, uh, I'm going to use the word profitable uh, 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 with some hesitation, but a more profitable method of allocation um, uh, or a more uh, fair method of allocation perhaps is a better word than profitable. Um, you know, I don't have a specific view as to what that might be, but certainly um, it's something that I would like to um, uh, take to the CIRA Board of Directors and have us spend some time um, uh, examining and figuring out, uh, you know, how we can get uh, great names into the hands of the broadest cross-section of users as we possibly can. 
uh, I've always been a little bit hesitant around a lot of the drop activity because it's uh, uh, it's really limited in a lot of cases to the guys with the biggest pockets and the biggest and the, and the most horsepower, um, and that's just not a great way to run a market. You know, you need a multitude of participants, and uh, you know, I don't think we have that in Thought CA today. We certainly have seen a lot of uh, registrars up in uh, .ca. It's certainly a popular string. Uh, thank you for all your contributions of uh, your time to that board. I, I know it's you know benefited quite a bit, and there's quite a strong uh, group of people participating there. So it's it's impressive to see what comes from it. Well, can you tell us just a little bit more in closing on uh, on your ride, uh, circling back around uh, to the uh, your coast to coast bicycle ride in Canada? How people can sponsor you and support you? Can we talk about the link one more time? Absolutely. You know, it's it's a huge undertaking. Uh, we can use all the help we can get. Uh, right now, we're really focusing on um, uh, securing volunteers, people to join us in a ride, wave us along at the side of the road, uh, and of course, um, uh, cash contributions are, are incredibly important to the effort. We're hoping to raise uh, somewhere near. $5 million for this ride. So uh, if we can get people to go to 2008.snkcr.com slash Ross slash donate.html and pitch in, that'd be just awesome. And uh, Ross, also, I wanted to note, uh, it looks like Two Cows has joined the Internet Commerce Association, uh, which is fantastic. Can you can you comment on uh, what might have attracted Two Cows to uh, to step up and participate in the Internet Commerce Association? Yeah, certainly. Um, ICA is, is, is a great organization, uh, you know, one that has, uh, it's a, a relatively new organization, but it's, it's really made its mark. Um, uh, you know, we really need to uh, make sure that uh, the interests of our customers are always looked out for. Uh, you know, so we're really looking to support all organizations that can effectively represent the general Internet users, um, uh, support uh, for our domainer customers, uh, uh, you know, it's it's really um, uh, the internet policy is more of an ecosystem. Uh, so if we can um, enlist others to the challenge uh, or support them with their challenges, uh, it's always a win-win for us. Um, you know, we prefer to uh, work with as many organizations as we can, and ICA is certainly a great organization. Well, I know that they uh, they're grateful for your support and. Well, Ross, we've come up to the end of the time we have here. Uh, is there anything, uh, any kind of tips or suggestions or things to watch out for in the coming year uh, in the domain industry that you'd like to offer to our uh, our listeners before we tie off here? Wow, things coming up. If I had a crystal ball, I'd be a, a, a much richer man, Jonathan. I don't know. Uh, certainly, um, uh, you know, one of my big drives within my business is uh, is towards simplification. Um, I think uh, users are getting a bit fatigued by featureitis. Uh, so whether or not that turns into a trend, I don't know, but it's certainly something that I'm really focusing on in the coming year. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we've had uh, the privilege, uh, an opportunity to have uh, uh, Ross Rader from Two Cows on the show this week. Thank you very much, Ross. Pleasure was all mine, Joe. Thank you. And uh, in the coming weeks, we'll, uh, we'll be having more uh, great guests on, uh, of Ross's caliber, and we'll be able to talk more about uh, different trends and things going on in the industry. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I just want to remind people that uh, next week in Orlando, Florida, is the traffic, uh, targetedtraffic.com, the traffic conference. Uh, there's an upcoming auction there. Uh, there's also uh, 
the uh, Paris uh, DomainerMeeting.eu uh, conference coming up. There's quite a few different uh, things going on. Uh, .mobi is doing a rolling set of dinners from city to city. You can find that on the .mobi blog at uh, blog.mobi. And uh, lots of exciting things going on in our industry. It's a great time. And we're really uh, glad to have people uh, in our industry that are, uh, you know, taking it out to the people, helping to educate and, uh, and improve the, the interest and knowledge in our industry. So I look forward to, I'll be at the traffic conference in Orlando next week. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, listeners who will be there present, and I'm hoping that uh, they'll all enjoy the show uh, as immensely as I do, and, and uh, meeting with legends like uh, Rick Schwartz and Howard New. Uh, and of course, our imperious leader, Monty Khan, on the Domain Master Show, who I'm filling in for. Um, well, thank you again for uh, having you uh, spend some time listening to me talk with uh, some guests here on Domain Masters. Uh, it's an exciting industry and glad to be a part of it. And until next week, when you'll hear the live webcast of the auction, you can be the master of your domain on Domain Masters. I'm Jonathan Frake signing off. Thank you. <laughs>